Care for Changing Lives. Learning about Hospice Quinty on 91X. I'm Paul Martin from Hospice Quinty. Dealing with the loss of a loved one can be difficult for any person, and none of us can be fully prepared for the situation. The shock and sadness are often accompanied by a diverse and surprisingly broad range of emotions as we deal with friends, relatives, sometimes co-workers, and eventually our own feelings and the truth of what has happened and what it means for the future. In the short term, it's often accompanied by a number of gatherings and highly public expressions of warmth and support, which include visitation and the funeral service. They're sometimes rushed and often chaotic, as few people are experienced in organizing such events, and even fewer go to them on a regular basis. And while it can be overwhelming for just about anyone, it presents some unique and very daunting challenges for the people who would describe themselves as introverts. While many of us may not know what to say at a funeral, the introvert begins the day not knowing what to say in many occasions and often needs to know where the escape route is from every room in case of sudden social awkwardness, discomfort, or even sudden exhaustion. The effort of dealing with people, especially larger groups of strangers, can be a monumental challenge. It's exactly the kind of gathering that introverts usually try to avoid. But when a close friend or loved one dies, we often feel like we don't have the same ability to leave or not attend in the first place. This can make the introvert feel even more trapped than normal, and that in turn can increase their sense of anxiety and panic. This often turns into an openly negative and sometimes abrasive attitude and a high level of embarrassment, and that can make an emotionally charged event like a funeral even more uncomfortable. Introverts aren't all the same, but they do share a set of common characteristics. The author Susan Kane, in her book Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, noted that some common characteristics include being strongly drawn to the inner world of thoughts and feelings, having a strong analytical focus and being aware of their immediate surroundings, feeling exhausted or otherwise drained after spending time with large amounts of people, aversive and strongly disliking both small talk and conflict, and often listening more than they talk. And while not every introvert is alike, Almost all would be a bit nervous about a social setting where there were a large number of people constantly looking at them and asking how they feel and then waiting for and examining their response, like a visitation or a funeral service. It's very common for introverts to run in the family, and so it's likely they have the support of like-minded people close at hand. But while that can improve the situation, it doesn't erase or reduce the anxiety they feel before and during the ceremony itself. Society itself sometimes works against the more quiet people among us, and that we often tell ourselves, quote, people should never be alone, and it's healthy to talk about our grief with others. And while well-intentioned, any overt and overly pressing expression of sympathy and interest can drive the introvert further into isolation, if they manage to avoid the sudden and very powerful impulse to find the quickest exit and leave the room by the most direct means available. Every person's grief is different, but for the introvert, it can be even more difficult because social contact in groups may not do anything to speed the healing process. It's not that introverts don't have friends, quite the contrary, but they usually prefer a one-on-one -on -one approach where social cues can be more measured and easily predicted. Introverts greatly value their close friends as they are the people who get it and know to follow their lead instead of trying to press the issue because they, quote, shouldn't be alone. If you're dealing with an introvert who's experiencing grief and loss, you have to be patient and be ready for when they're able and willing to talk. It may take longer than you expect, or it may not, but pressing them to open up will only cause them to withdraw. Say you're there for them and make yourself available in person whenever you can. 
introverts don't value chit-chat. Discussions must have a purpose, and when they want to talk about it, you will know. If you're an introvert yourself and someone close to you has died, the most important thing is to accept your own nature and go easy on yourself. You'll have to attend a number of social gatherings, so be ready and give yourself a little extra space and time around them to rest and recharge. You may also want to research and use resources that are more low contact, like writing in a journal or connecting to an online community. A trip to the library to find some resources that you can use in your off hours may also be both useful and therapeutic. A one-on-one with a friend who's also had a death in the family could be the perfect way for both of you to gain some perspective and feel less alone. But as always, everyone is different. Your grief journey is your own. So take the time you need and do it the best that you can and cut yourself some slack. You can find out more about our programs on our Facebook page or at hospicequinty.ca. Learn more by visiting hospicequinty.ca and listen for new information each week at this time on Alternative Radio 91X.